This is a Barita podcast, which is a medium for information purposes only. This podcast is not a recommendation to buy or sell any securities. This isn't a research report, nor intended to serve as a basis for making any investment decisions. Contact a licensed investment advisor before making any financial decisions. Let's get into the Barita podcast. All right, thanks guys for joining us again for the Barita podcast. Uh, remember, you can get past episodes at barita.com slash podcast. So I'm joined today by our Muirhead. How are you doing? It's a pleasure to be here, all. <laughs> all right, you, I was going to say the newest member of the investment banking team, but we had somebody new every week. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Not the newest, but one off. Yeah, but fresh, right? Fresh. <laughs> Still fresh. fresh. All right, so. I mean, talk to us about it. How's, how's the new role? What's the new role? What is investment banking? And uh, we can start off like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, as you say, Raul, uh, this is uh, officially a new role for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, unofficially, I've been doing some amount of investment banking since I've been here at Barita. Right? So the transition was was not particularly difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it was fairly smooth. Um, no, in terms of the role itself, uh, what we do, um, essentially, I'd say we're almost like builders of nations. Eh? Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> just a humble nation builder. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you think about it, at the end of the day, you know, what investment bankers do mm. um, is we essentially bring cap- capital together mm. um, to its most efficient use. Mm. So let's say, um, you roll it, you know, you see an opportunity to build a commercial complex um, down west or something, right? You don't have the money to do that. You come to an investment bank and you say, listen, I have this great idea. Um, it's going to cost me $2 billion or $400 million. What you can do for me, right? We get the capital. We put that together. We pull money together, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we make it happen, right? And that's how nations are built. You know, mm. so it's not just a commercial um, complex. It's schools, it's roads, it's it's infrastructure in general, mm. right? So um, we're doing more and more deals with f- the formation of more and more capital and the allocation of that capital towards its most efficient use. Mm. Um, that's how nations are built over time. So you're like you're the anti Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. That's what it is. The snap, the snap doesn't yes. get rid of people. Right? It, it, um, it brings people together. You just build more nations. It's like, all right, no big deal, just a superhero. All right, all right, cool. But, all right, but tell us, what's what, what's the difference between a commercial bank and an investment bank? All right, so I mean, it's it's historical, yeah. right? Um, so if we go back quite a bit, mm-hmm. um. And I don't want to make this prolonged, but if we think, century US. yeah, so if we think about about 1929, that was the start of the Great Depression, right? Yeah. Um, and one of the, the main reasons why the Great Depression depression had started mm. was because banks weren't weren't um, heavily regulated, right? Mm. So you know how a regular bank works. Somebody deposits money, mm. and the bank then lends out that money to somebody else, right? No, at the time, banks were doing more than just lending right mm. they were lending aggressively yeah and they were in addition to that um using the money from depositors um to buy into the stock market which is generally considered more risky right um so excessive amounts of that created a collapse 
um, which created the greatest recession we've had um, in more than a century, which was the Great Depression, and it lasted about 10 years, right? So on the back of that, about four years after the, the, the Great Depression started, um, the US um, government said, listen, we need to separate mm. what is a commercial bank what's an investment bank right so the commercial bank was situated in such a, a place where it took deposits mm -hmm. from depositors and it loaned that money out yeah right so that is the the plain vanilla commercial bank that has existed for more than a century mm -hmm. the investment bankers however they don't take deposits right mm -hmm. but they do f f um, gather capital in, in in various ways um and then they utilize that capital similar to how commercial banks utilize it um but a bit more aggressively right mm -hmm. so you can come to an investment bank and say listen i need to build out a road um, but it's not as easy to go to a commercial bank and ask for that um they're more tightly regulated um and of course they get money from depositors right yeah. so your regular everyday um individual you and me we want to make a savings account we go to a commercial bank yeah. if we want a savings account we can never go to an investment bank right mm -hmm. they'll never um have an open door for that mm -hmm. um, but they are um open for for persons that are more accredited um billionaires are uh, multi-millionaires to bring capital in um and then utilize that capital to more efficient uses and in institutions as well right? and institutions as well um definitely okay. so i mean that broadly um defines the the line between commercial versus investment banking okay so i mean the, the, the investment banks go for longer tenures as well, right? Yeah, so essentially investment banks tend to double in the bond market mm. um, while commercial banks tend to be situated on, along the lines of loans, mm. right? So if you need a loan, you go to the commercial bank. Yeah. If you want a bond, you generally go to the investment bank. No, as you said, um, bonds can go for much longer tenures mm. um, than, than a loan, right? Because at the end of the day, um, banks want their money back, yeah. right? Um, investors too, of course, but bonds have um, matriculated in such a way that um, they're very diverse, mm -hmm. um, they're very adaptive, mm -hmm. um, and in some cases, they are nations, they are they are they are investors that who who have no issue holding a perpetual bond. Yeah. Right. So a perpetual bond never repays the principal; it just continuously pays by the interest into perpetuity. So as I, I mentioned, nation um, bonds are not limited to individuals yeah. or companies mm -hmm. bonds can be invested in by actual nations right mm -hmm. so if you think about a nation a nation tends to live on forever mm -hmm. right and, and of course the appetite then for something into perpetuity would be um, much greater than somebody who is actually investing mm -hmm. which creates creates an avenue for bonds creates a need for bonds right um, of different types yeah. commercial banking and loans are less diverse um, and more targeted to uh, more individual customers and small medium-sized enterprises etc okay. all right so in light of all of that um, how are you looking on the marketplace what you what are you you know bringing to the market uh, what do you think is interesting what do you think clients should be engaged with all right so uh, what we bring to the table what i bring to the table as an investment banker mm -hmm. Um, it's essentially bespoke services, right? So it's understanding bespoke, bespoke, mm. <laughs> bespoke as you put it, <laughs> services. So what that means is essentially understanding um, your current circumstance mm -hmm. um, as somebody who needs capital, yeah. um, and understanding where it is that you want to be in the next uh, three to five years or less, right? So by understanding your business, by understanding what you what you intend to do with your business. Um, we can then develop 
um, a structure for you and in some cases it goes above and beyond what you would have potentially expected right so it's creating a solution um, that you never even thought about yourself in many cases right um, to achieve the ultimate objective of bridging the gap between where you are now and where you intend to be okay now that's very interesting that's very so i mean give me an example of a solution that a company might not have thought about themselves but you know you can bring to the table yeah man so i mean when you think about a business um generally um the first mode of of, of growth or the first mode of expansion is organic and organic in this case means i have a business where i sell goods and or services um, my first thought as it relates to our general first thought rather as it relates to improving that business is to sell more right to increase revenues to increase sales to get more customers um, to expand organically right but eventually that kind of levels out the peaks um, at which point you have to think to yourself all right how do i get to the next step how do i um, make the next move how do i grow more and I think most persons think of alone, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, banks generally promote this with a small, medium um, size enterprise loans that you can come and you can get, right? Now, because of that, you know, the thought process is, all right, I need a loan to grow my business. Yeah. But that's not necessarily the case. Okay. What you need to grow your business is capital. And that capital does not need to be taken in the form of a loan. Okay. So, you come to an investment bank and we look at your financials and we say, all right, based on how you are structured now based on what you want to achieve and based on the cash flows of your business perhaps a better way is we defer um the payment that you would have been making on a loan right we give you a what we call a convert to a preference share mm -hmm. which essentially positions us as the investment banker to provide you with the capital yeah. and then later on down the, down the line we can convert that preference share into what you call common equity right a common equity gives us a stake or ownership um, in the business down the road if we want it, mm -hmm. right? So the benefit of that now, Raul, is that we've understood your business and we know that, listen, you're growing and you want to grow further, you want to go faster, yeah. right? We can provide the capital, no. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to pay us back, no, yeah. right? In fact, if we convert that preference share, you never have to actually pay us back physical cash right we can convert that into equity mm -hmm. you know list you on the market yeah. and thereby get value for ourselves and you would have gotten value from the start yeah. to the finish of, of that um execution as it relates to the provision of that capital so you work much <laughs> uh, along those lines i suppose <laughs> <laughs> no no but, but but that's but that's good that's good that's good so that's that's, that's real value You're really partnering with business um, in a very cash flow efficient way yes. to, to 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 get the kind of expansion that they want. Building nations, right? Building nations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we like it. We like it. So, 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 so if, if I am the greatest chewing gum company in the world, I can continue to sell case by case and save over the next 49 years or I can call out. Call out and get the money. No expand the business faster um, and make it work for both, both you as a client and, and us as the investment bankers, right? Um, 
there's no need to wait 40 49 years mm-hmm. there is capital um at hand um to to be to be to be unlocked yeah you know um and there 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 are multitudes of persons um not just locally but regionally and internationally who continuously have capital and want to put that capital somewhere yeah right our role is to gather that capital right and put it into the hands of people who want to direct that capital mm-hmm. towards its most efficient use in this case it will be good what gum <laughs> yeah i mean to the extent that you've looked at the gum market and you say boy this is um severely um underserved yeah. and you know that you know we can really build out a gum factory and we can really do this thing yeah. we can do it now and we do have to wait 49 years to get it done Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, I mean, because you, you kind of bled into what I was going to say before. I mean, uh, where I was going to say next, because if you have a company like a more established company, mm-hmm. but you know you're seeing pockets of demand, but your organic cash flow just doesn't enable you to expand in six markets simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was going to say, you know, what is the solution there? But mm-hmm. it sounds like it's along similar lines. Yeah, man, it is. It is along similar lines. So, at the end of the day, Raul, capital is what is utilized um, to 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 go beyond borders, mm-hmm. right? So, if you think about many of the multinational organizations globally, um, to 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 make the step towards you know expansion. Um, they had to get capital. Yeah. So if you think about it, right? Think about the the largest companies in the world. Mm-hmm. Most of them, if not all of them, mm-hmm. are listed on a stock exchange, right? Mm-hmm. The very nature and the very purpose of a stock exchange is for investors yeah. to take their money, their capital, mm-hmm. and provide it to an organization, yeah. so that that organization can use that capital. To its most efficient use and benefit the organization and benefit the investors who have who would have initially provided that capital right so if you're thinking along those lines if you're thinking that the largest the largest global organizations are listed on stock exchanges then obviously um, to get to that point they needed capital from investors mm-hmm. so capital is the bridge okay okay so you're a capital allocator we put capital in the hands of persons who <laughs> can can definitely allocate it um, better than the everyday the everyday man. Okay, all right. But all right, I mean, we spoke a lot about bonds. It's a lot going on. Yes. Rates going up. Yes. People take a bath in some of the long bonds. Yes. Right. Um, you know, there's a lot of headlines, a lot of uncertainty. So, like, what is your message to mark to to, to clients in that kind of environment? All right, so I mean, I've 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 said this before um, to persons in general, right? Very very often we we we're met with circumstances and periods in time where we have extreme volatility, um, and extreme uncertainty as it relates to what's happening in the market and the economy at large, right? But at the same time, if you look back 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, a hundred years, um. This is nothing new yeah. in the sense that you know we're having a period where we're having shocks right we're having um changes um of at astronomical levels right mm-hmm. so to speak right but at the same time no matter how far back you go mm-hmm. you realize that 
none of these periods last forever (laughs) you know so the great depression lasted 10 years but the reason that lasted 10 years was because we were in a period in time where 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 economists financial experts market experts um the whole shabang Mm -hmm. they never understood economics at a fundamental level right Mm -hmm. they were they were developing they were early stage you know they 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 were almost think about the renaissance they were they were growing so to speak right they were figuring things out right Mm -hmm. over time over the last 30 40 years we have we have grown significantly right because science technology and financial services all of these things have a compounding effect right so the the knowledge of our forefathers mm. are built upon right we don't ever start from scratch mm. right so we're in a position now where we understand the market significantly more than any period in time where you know it took 10 years to come out of a very deep um decline mm. right so i think that that would be the bad job of of you know how things have have matriculated over the last several um decades <clears throat> Now, with that in mind, it's also important that we understand what is going on right now, yeah. right? Um, and I must say that uh, in spite of what is happening now, mm-hmm. um, opportunities um, to grow still exist, yes. right? The cost of capital is going to be higher, yeah. right? But the cost of capital will not be higher forever, mm-hmm. right? Um, so to the extent that you have an opportunity, right, to grow your business, you need capital to do that. We understand that interest rates are higher now. Mm-hmm. We understand that interest rates are increasing. Uh, we understand that uh, that increases the cost of borrowing, right? But there are ways, as I indicated, as it relates to the preference shares, convertible preference shares, to soften the effects of that, right? Mm-hmm. So that you can grow the business now, right? So by doing that, by introducing these alternative methods in, way, in, in in which you can get capital it eases the burden of what is happening now as it relates to interest rates going up mm-hmm. right um so you can move forward with whatever development you have for your business um and get that going <clears throat> thereafter as i said before these things have tended not to last forever yeah. right so to the extent that you know three years down the line we're in a position, let's say you, we would have borrowed um, recently in a market that, you know, interest rates are going up two to three years down the line. Let's for argument's sake say that things have improved, mm-hmm. right? You're now in a position to refinance, yeah. you know, you can then borrow um, to repay that expensive debt mm-hmm. if you are taking that out. Um, and that, of course, puts you in a better position, but definitely, um, market volatility and, and changes in the market adverse changes in the market are not reasons to to not um grow your business mm, okay so you have a solution for every environment boy there's always a solution around. <laughs> there's always a solution if you think about it um deeply enough um generally there is there's always a solution and then so even with all the gloom and you know all the uncertainty and negative stories it they Especially in the first half, Jamaica market, especially the junior market, wasn't wasn't was going on too badly. Wasn't that? Uh, you know. Um, <coughs> but I mean, what what was he thinking there? I mean, did did you see it as a big opportunity to be seized uh, despite the environment at that time? Mm-hmm. How have things evolved? And what are you thinking now? Mm-hmm. So we're talking about stocks now. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the stock market. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, 
I think a lot of what happens in in the stock market is is behavioral and almost philosophical, mm-hmm. right? Um, to a large extent, what we have seen is a significant run up in in junior market stocks mm-hmm. um, relative to main market stocks. So mm-hmm. your larger companies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, the reason for that can be somewhat debatable. Um, but I think one of the key things to to think about is how. Um, companies that are smaller have the opportunity to grow more rapidly, right? And it's just a function of small numbers. You know, if you have 10, it's easier to um, double 10 than 100. (laughs) It takes 100 steps to double 100. It takes 10 steps to double 10, right? So, I mean, that has been favorable for junior market stocks. It's just case and point, right? We've Mm -hmm. seen that. Um, In addition to that, uh, we, we went down significantly throughout 2020 mm-hmm. um, and it, it created almost a chasm as it relates to how these companies would have performed. Yeah. Right. So it was such a significant decline that, you know, rising above that in a in an economy that is coming back. Right. If you compare in the two, you know, the two periods, it's yeah. like a significant catapult of growth. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that has definitely benefited those companies right in addition to that you know we've we've gotten to a point in which we have a marketplace that is i would say governed <laughs> to some extent by individual investors mm. who have um increasingly made themselves aware of what the stock market is and <laughs> but you think that's a, that 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 point is important right because i mean i've heard a lot of viewpoints i mean i hear people say the retail investor is very strong, mm. um, you know, so it, it separate and apart from whatever might be happening on a macro level if the retail investor is feeling good, mm-hmm. then they can still keep the market buoyant, right? So I, I don't, I'd love to hear your views on that, but also you think you think that's a legacy of all of the work that the country as a whole has done to improve its its financial management? <clears throat> I mean, just because in my perception, people are a lot more interested in that market. Than say it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I get I get your question. Yeah? All right, so there are two things that that affect um, prices, mm. prices, right? And I won't just say stock prices; I said prices in general. Right? The overarching economic landscape, um, so the macro, yeah, right, what is taking place, um, that that has an effect, yeah. But the second thing that has an effect is perception and um, how people view things. It's behavioral, it's ideas, almost sentiments, right? Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, Netherlands or Holland, Mm. um, I don't remember the year, but some centuries ago, they had what was called the tulip crisis. Yes. (laughs) Where people were spending exorbitant amount for tulips, which Mm. were literally little flowers, flowers mm. right? They made no sense. It, it wasn't economically made no sense. Yeah. Tulips were more expensive than houses. What? Yes. Yes, this is, this is a reality in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get me? Yeah. Man. So there's one aspect, which is the economic aspect that mm. affects prices. Yeah. But then there is a psychology and the sentiment of everyday people and that takes precedence. Yeah. Right? Because if, if people People, people, nations are people, mm-hmm. communities are people, mm-hmm. right? And if people have an idea and that idea is collective and widespread, 
then they move prices mm-hmm. the same applies to the stock market right mm. so the u.s economy could literally crash yeah right but if jamaican people mm. and jamaican retail investors are of the opinion that any stock on the market is worth buying and we have enough people yeah. thinking that yeah it doesn't matter if the us is crashing or wherever that price can still go up mm. so to your point mm. the retail investor collectively if they have the same sentiment yeah. can move a stock in any direction that they want mm. right and we've seen that um, in 2020 with GameStop in the US, right? Yeah. Retail investors, they ran that stock mm-hmm. all the way up and crashed hedge funds, right? Hedge mm-hmm. funds were considered um, professional, um, professional investors, investors, right? right? Mm-hmm. And hedge funds have significant capital. Yeah. But if you pull enough small men together, yeah. one big man is not Still, enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. So that, 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 that's an interesting perspective, right? Small man, not so small. <laughs> not so small when you when you bunch them together you know people people build nations all right so it's yeah, all people, right people come together i mean so you know if we shift gears to like to who is our ah. right so <laughs> um so other than being the anti-thanos like right when you when you're not Sorry. not nations right? <laughs> <laughs> um i mean what like outside of the office or outside of the the the, the, the narrow space of investment banking mm. you know who are you what has been significant in farming who always yeah, yeah, yeah. um so i i would say a, a large part of you know who i have been well let me just say this right everybody has a story yeah right and, and stories are, are literally um the combination of, of of one and two words coming together compiling to build chapters mm-hmm. to eventually be in the book right yeah. um so to pinpoint you know specific things that have molded yeah. you know my character it's, it's difficult it's difficult um but it's a combination of things right and there i suppose there are things that are that kind of stand out more than others um so family for example mm-hmm. um i grew up um with with my mother mm-hmm. uh, for the most part um, um single mother uh, mm-hmm. she has travels um and she she worked really hard to to do the best that she could for for each other and everyone of us right um for me I was a second child and um, I grew up with asthma. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was, that, that, I think that one was one of the main things that has shaped who I am now. Yeah. Because um, I'm, I'm very health conscious. So outside of work, as you put it, mm-hmm. um, I go to gym now. Yeah. Um, I eat right. And you would have seen him lose a whole for Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think. And, 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 I, and I tend to I tend to focus heavily on on the career. So um, throughout my entire life, um, I've, I don't think I've ever stopped studying for more than six months. You know, mm-hmm. I've always you know studied. So I mean, outside of work, um, only for gym, mm-hmm. only for eating right, um, time with the family, um, having fun. I try to do that more to to create some balance. And What's f- fun? Fun for me is going on the north coast for a weekend, you know, um, yeah. and 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 just doing doing whatever pleases me. So generally, a hotel or um, a beach trip. Mm-hmm. I don't like sun and, and sea. I'm more a river guy. 
um, okay. I can't deal with the the sun and the the sun. But you said beach trip. Yeah, beach mean beach for me mean yes, river. We know the sun. Yeah. Oh, beach for you mean river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Just water. Oh, I just, <laughs> I just, I just water. water trip. Interesting, interesting. So Kingston <laughs> for me mean mobile, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay, no, we get it, we get it. Yeah, so you prefer, you prefer the river. Prefer the river. So like a Dunn's River vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't reach to the beach, you stay up by the falls. Yeah, yeah, ah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And if I do go to the beach, I go wash off of the falls. Okay. Because I can't do the salt. Okay. You know, I mess up the ear, you get to know your eye. <laughs> You still no, yeah, man. You know, it's my ear. you know, you can't really. No, 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 no. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. So I like that. Um, I love, I love good food. Yeah. But clearly, with the health thing, no, yeah. can't to over overdo it. So I mean, I'd say <clears throat> right now, um, my focus has been significant as it relates to balance. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of balance, right? So if I eat. If I eat, I, I tend to, to, to try to eat as healthy as possible. I'd say at least 80 to 85% healthy. And what that means is very little oily food. Um, very little what? Very little oily food. So oily food? Yeah, okay. I don't do uh, oily food so mm-hmm. much. Um, I, I stay away from stuff like flour. And, you know, if I do, of course. All right. <laughs> no, but it's a <laughs> You know, um, so yeah, um, rice alternatives like bulgur. Rice. You know. Um, and if you do eat rice, some brown rice, so keep it. Yeah. But in a, in a day in a row, you have to take care of yourself. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Take care of yourself. So that has been my focus. Yeah, and I remember I was talking to you, and you, you really seem for me deep in the, the, the you know, technical t- details. <laughs> Right, so I mean, I remember yeah, yeah, that's a boy. You know, people don't know. People say we lose too much weight, but it's kind of they don't know how much weight is is healthy to carry. So, I mean, I'm two hundred and two hundred plus pounds, mm. two hundred and three something. Mm. How fat am I? I mean, tell me, tell tell, tell me about how unhealthy. Teach me how about the, the unhealthiness. Well, I've taken this from my perspective, right? So. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to, I'm not, a, I'm not a nutritionist, I'm not a dietitian, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you, you look fine, <laughs> but um, to, to give you a, a proper answer, you know, yeah. we'd have to do local calculation. And some yeah, so BMI thing? BMI and, you know, muscle density versus um, body, body, fat. body fat mass. Um, so for the term. Like visceral fat. And yeah, all yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <clears throat> So you track all that stuff? No, bro. Oh, okay. I'm okay. smart if I do it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. No, but it, it, it's important, right? Yeah. Um, it's like, I think a lot of people don't don't um, take it as serious as they should yeah. until they have to. Yeah, yeah. And then it's, it's kind of late in the problem. Game, right? That's a problem, bro. Yeah. You, yeah. Cannot, you cannot wait till the doctor says, boy, it don't look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot cut back on this. Thing. No. Yeah, yeah. Regulate yourself early. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've said. Hard do hour. Take a whole heap of discipline. Take a whole heap of discipline, huh, yeah. Um, for me, you know, getting down that road, as I had said to you, was 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 almost um because of my health yeah. issues, right? So yeah. Yeah. I had severe, severe asthma problems. Yeah. Since since the start of COVID. Yeah. Right. And and when I say severe. I mean, like every day, it was hard to breathe. Every day, every day. And this is in a 
COVID. COVID. Exactly. Yeah. So I was, I was freakishly. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I can use that word. Yeah, don't use it. <laughs> I won't use it anymore. <laughs> I was just very, you know, careful. Yeah. Extremely careful. Yeah. Um, because you already have breathing problems mm-hmm. and you have COVID going on. You don't want to catch that, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, in fact, when when the when the, when the vaccine came to Jamaica, right? I was one of the first people to get that thing. Oh, really? Yeah, man, April. <laughs> I find myself. But guess what? All of people been debating about at that time mm-hmm. whether the vaccine is right or not. And so when you're sick, right? Yeah. You know, say you're sick, you know, say if you catch this, you might just die. Yeah. There's no, you know, if, but you, go, you just go get the vaccine. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because if, if the probabilities, um, of you getting it, as as the government said, more than likely everybody will catch this thing at some point. Yeah. Right. So if, if your probability is close to hundred to getting it, right, and you have a vaccine, and people questioning the vaccine with zero science, yeah, then take the vaccine because I I knew my case, right. So I was one of the first people there. Um, but <clears throat> essentially, I, I had to deal with that. Um, I had a lot of stress. Um, as I said, I've never gone more than six months without studying. So studying and, and, and handling that was was hectic for me. My doctor yes. said, "Oh, you need to you need to just cut off. You know, like just you know, bring yourself back. Um, because I don't know what, what I'm going with you. Like I'm saying, oh, make me get everything. Mm. Yeah, I'm saying, oh, make get everything. So I don't know why you're still sick. Yeah. So at that point, of course, you have to worry because. Yeah, I go to somebody who should be able to help you, but at the same time, you're not feeling like you're being helped, and you're yeah. saying that, listen, we tapped out in terms of what we can do. Yeah. So yeah. at that time, you say, oh, you need to focus on exercising. But it's so bad at the time, bro, that you say, don't you try run? You say, can I swim? You <laughs> say, don't swim. Oh, whoa. Yeah, you say, don't swim, because the chlorine might affect you. You say, walk. Just walk. Just walk. And even walking up a flight of stairs, I was like, kidding us. Look at me, 25. Mm. Walking up a flight of stairs was, was rough. So at that point, obviously, you know, I'm definitely kind of just try revisit everything, um, which is what I did. Yeah. Um, and it has helped significantly. Okay, okay. So you're feeling better now? Much better than Much before, improved. but <clears throat> still have struggles, but yeah. And you think the weight loss has been helpful? Yeah, you eat better, yeah. Go gym. Gym mm-hmm. is nice, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm sure. some days. <laughs> some days rough. All right, well, some days rough. Listen, brother, I'm happy, happy to, to hear that, that, you know, things have improved. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a pleasure working with you. Happy to have you. Yeah, right? yeah. And thanks a lot for joining us. Yeah, man, it's a pleasure to be here, all. Yeah, man. Listen, <laughs> yeah, man. Cool. You've just listened to an episode of the Barita Podcast. The Barita Podcast is available on all Barita's social media platforms. If you'd like to invest with Barita Investments Limited, visit our website at barita.com or contact us at 876-926-2681 to get started.